0: If you are getting cold, where's the blankets? Where's the blankets? There, Luke, show them where the blankets are. If you are getting cold, Dean, there's blankets for you. <laughs> Alright. Morning, guys. So you are so far this morning, um, so I thought maybe I should move a little bit closer. feel so far away. Um, yeah, good morning. Morning, guys. Alright, um, Will you pray for us, please, if you want to? Father God, thank you that we can be here together as a family,
1: and Lord that we're here this morning, Father, to give you great gra- to give you praise and, and and receive your grace, Father. Father, I pray that the message that you want us to hear this morning, Father, will be will be open to everybody, and that it'll speak into each one of our hearts, Father. And that the message that we receive, Father, will be profound. And life-changing. In the name of Jesus, I pray.
0: Amen. Thanks, Brett. Right, like I said, morning, guys. For those of you I see, a couple of new faces, or maybe faces that I just haven't met yet. Um, so, just to introduce myself, um, my name is Joandre Andre Fischer, and um, I have a a family that consists out of a toddler. That is very challenging at the moment. She cannot yet understand English, so I can speak about her. <laughs> and a baby that's sleeping, but is not always sleeping like that. Um, <clears throat> and then most importantly, I have a beautiful wife. One wife, yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So this morning, so just to, to give you a little bit of, are the twins going out? Okay, the twins. Apparently, you are going out. All right. So, just to give you a little bit of a background to (laughs) to my week, or just to yeah. So, I've been um, doing like an Australian conference this week. So, I've been up from Monday to Thursday um, at three a.m. in the morning. The first session started quarter. Or the past three, um, so my preparation usually I get up like at four thirty in the morning when I preach the the Sunday, and then yeah by Wednesday Thursday my preach are done, and then I have nice three three or four days to to practice the preach, but so a majority of this preach was actually written yesterday, <laughs> and this morning, so I do that's why I asked bread to pray because I, I trust the Lord will. Um, yeah, will help me in this. Um, yeah. So, this morning, I would like to speak about honoring the Sabbath. Um, and we, as an eldership team, we were at, uh, at a self-care, I don't know if it was a course or just a talk, uh, where they spoke about how to actually take care of yourself. And the lady, I don't know what her name is, maybe, you know, Elizabeth East, um, she's a she's a psychiatrist or counselor, and uh, and she she made a joke and she said, because um, obviously we tend to not honor the Sabbath, which is the fourth command, and then she said, so do you also cheat on your wife? Because a lot of us don't see the importance of honoring the Sabbath, but actually we should also honor the Sabbath, um, and that is actually what I want to do this morning, but just to put out a disclaimer before I start, I'm not going to speak about the Sabbath as a day or get too technical about it. I'm more going to speak about the principle of the Sabbath, and so just a backdrop to that story, we know that <clears throat> God gave the Ten Commandments, um, and the fourth Of those Ten Commandments is that you should honor um, the Sabbath and the Jews and the tribe of Israel has very they were very good in honoring the Sabbath actually to a point of taking it too far and we'll we'll look at it just just now Um, but so they did it on the last day of the week and then as Christianity became more and more of a a, a Gentile religion or more Gentiles were added uh, to the faith or became believers um, it started to transition into the first day of the week. And we see in Revelations 1 verse 10, um, so uh, John speaks at about, I think it's 90, 80, 90, where he said that I was in the Spirit uh, on the Lord's Day. So they didn't call it the Sabbath anymore, they called it the, the Lord's Day, and that was a Sunday. So we are now... Um, on, um, we call this we call Sundays the, the Lord's Day. And this is also a day that we dedicate for worship. We get together as a family. Uh, we stir each other up. We worship together. We pray for each other. Um, but for a lot of us, and I'm including myself, all of you on the worship team or Kitsch Church or whatever you do here on a Sunday, for a lot of you, it's actually not a rest day. You get here at 7 the worship team I know get you at roughly 7 o'clock and then you worship and afterwards it's back up and it's debrief and it's, before you wipe your eyes out it's 12 o'clock and you've been working and that is actually like just a normal work day. So I would like us to, to look at the principle of the Sabbath and why I believe we should still honor the Sabbath. Before I get there, we live in a, I don't know if you notice but we live in a very, very high-paced, busy society these days. Um, society has placed an extremely high value on being busy. To the extent where we feel guilty when we are not busy. Can, can anyone relate with that? When I sit and I have, don't have anything to do, I kind of feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I should actually be doing something. And then I actually feel like I feel guilty about resting, and um, and that is the, the after effect of the high value that society has placed on being um, on being busy. We struggle to switch off. I find in my quiet times, I don't know if you can relate, but I always I need to fight the fact that I don't need to be, or that I'm actually not supposed to feel rushed in my quiet times. I feel rushed, and that is because we are overwhelmed and we are over-scheduled. And we actually, as a generation, we can't handle quietness. If I would ask you now, let's all stay quiet, and just listen, you would hear the cars in the background, you would hear all different kind of sounds, noises, and that is actually contributing to the fact that we can't handle just being quiet. We, we, we are always uh, uh, on, on, the, on the go. We see an increase of mental health illnesses, um, stress, ADHD in in adults, obesity, part of lack of exercise but because actually we don't have time to exercise. Um, Other diseases like high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease are much more common today than a couple of days, a couple of years ago. So we were on, on a Vacation holiday a while ago, and we actually went to a farm where there's, there were no Wi Fi, no DSTV, They had a box, you know, that big TVs, those like not just big like that, like big like that as well. Um, they, they, they had open view, so but yeah. Um, and so we were there for three days without any signal. And on the fourth day, we, when, we, when we drove home, my wife, when we got to a certain like a copy, what's a copy in English, like a hill. And all her WhatsApp messages came through, and she said, "Wow, look here, two hundred seventy four WhatsApp messages in three days, and she's not on the Formula One group okay so that's so in that I realized <laughs> I realized that we tend to approximately 100 messages a day without us even knowing it. So a couple of years ago, probably when I was small or even before my, my birth, there was a landline and you used to phone someone on the landline and they didn't pick up and it was okay. <laughs> and then you would phone them next week and they didn't pick up and it was okay. And the third week you would phone them and they would say, uh, no, we were on holiday for three, for three weeks and, and it was fine. Now we get agitated when somebody doesn't respond to our WhatsApp, or someone blue ticks us and doesn't respond, and we're like, oh, what is wrong with me? We get like this inferior complex when people just want to switch off. Call him back, please. Go back to twins. All right, so what does God have to say about this? And I have four scriptures, three of them out of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 20. It says, For you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. The next one, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within uh, you? Whom you, whom you have from God, you are not your own. And then the last one, Romans twelve verse one says, "I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship." So God created us with a body, and within our body we have our mind, we have our soul, we have our spirit. Uh, we read uh, of this in Luke ten, and I don't think I gave you Luke ten verse twenty-seven. I'm so sorry, but you can just listen with me. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Speaks about your spirit, with all your soul. Speaks about your um, emotions, your your temperament, your personality, um, with all your strength, your physical body, and with all your mind, your reasoning, your thinking, and those four things, or or elements, are all connected. And Roland explains this, he explained it a while ago, like we are like a battery that's made up of these four cells. And if one of those four cells gets drained, the others will also die. Sean, is that how a car battery works? So if one of those cells get um, damaged, it will place a burden on the other three, and the battery will soon after just collapse or not work anymore. So it is very important for us to take care of ourselves and to look after ourselves physically but also spiritually, mentally, and and for that reason, I want to advocate this morning that keeping the Sabbath and the principle of the Sabbath um, holy is very important for us. It's not only for us, also for God, but we will look look at that just now. So, where does the Sabbath originate? Uh, We read in Exodus 20, verse 8 to 11, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, and He said, Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but on the seventh day is a sabbath day of rest dedicated to the lord your god on that day no one of your household may do any work this includes your sons your daughters your male and female servants your livestock and any forest notice there that he doesn't mention wife (laughs) i'm joking any one of your household for six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day um, and set it apart as holy. So <laughs> back in the day, the Jews were, were very strict with this. Um, and there's a funny story. One of our friends, um, his mom works at the Jewish uh, school in Cape Town. And she said, like, when they are on a swimming camp um, on, on the Saturday, or, or not on a swimming camp, just on a normal school camp, but they go swimming, they actually need to lay down like planks uh, on top of the grass. So that if they get out of the water, they don't accidentally water the grass on the Sabbath. And that is like work. <laughs> so, um, so, so what happened was the Pharisees would honor this Sabbath to such an extent that it actually burdened the people. The people were like walking around too afraid, like, am I going to do anything that is remotely related to work and then I'll be in sin and I need to slaughter a pigeon or something. Um, Just, so, (laughs) so when Jesus came um, in and we read this in, in Matthew 5 verse, no, um, in Mark 2. So not you can skip that one of Matthew and you can go to Mark 2. So when, when Jesus came, he interpreted the law actually how we should interpret it. Um, and he, he said uh, after the the Pharisees accused him of, of healing a person, so he's healing someone on uh, on, a, on the Sabbath day. So they're saying, "Hey, you're actually working, so you're not allowed to heal this person." And Jesus has a whole argument. You can you can go and read it in Mark uh, Mark two verse I think here from verse 23, but I want to focus on uh, 27 and 28. And he says two things here. He says the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So that's the one thing. And the second one is, So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So I want you to see the correlation between the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and the New Covenant. And I'm going to go back to Exodus 20 verse 8. Uh, remember, yeah, re- remember to observe the Sabbath by keeping it holy. Um, Sorry, I I actually, I gave you the wrong scriptures, but it's fine. You can just listen with me. Um, It's actually verse 8 to 10. If you can quickly, then you will be, people will be impressed. Well done. Okay, so I want to focus on, thank you, Amy. Well done. So I want you to see the correlation between God's intended purpose and then how Jesus interpreted it. He says, remember to keep the Sabbath Uh, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day, verse 10, the seventh day is a Sabbath uh, to the Lord. In the translation that I have, it says, I think it's the NLT, it says, But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest, dedicated to the Lord. So the day of rest Where Jesus says in Mark, he says the Sabbath was made for man. So that means that God made the Sabbath for us to enjoy, to be a blessing for us. But then the second part, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. In Exodus it says it is dedicated to the Lord. Right. So there are two objectives, two um, initial purposes for the Sabbath. And that is, firstly, that the Sabbath is a day where we can rest, where we can recharge, and where we can fill ourselves spiritually, obviously in being in the Lord's presence and to draw closer to God. And then the second reason, or the second objective, is that we would actually glorify God. And like the breaking of bread or. Uh, a a remembrance for us of what Jesus did on the cross. The Sabbath day is actually there to remind us of God's wonderful work in in creating this beautiful nature, um, the world around us, and that we should actually um, give him glory on that day. Something else that I want to mention, also with regards to the Sabbath. So I've mentioned now that the first one is it is for us. The second one that it is for God in Matthew twenty-two verse thirty-seven to forty. It says, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all, uh, and all your, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your uh, soul and all your mind." So this is after Jesus. Uh, Pharisees asked Jesus, so which of these laws are the most important? And Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God. This is the first one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And then he goes on to say the second one is you shall love your neighbor. So by keeping the Sabbath, falls into the first category of loving the Lord your God. So it's not just about us. It's also about loving Jesus. I love this story. And this is where... Where the Lord challenged me. I love the story of Peter. The disciples are in the boat, and you can imagine, like, when you're on sea, there's a storm, total pitch darkness around you, cannot see anything, and suddenly here is a figure walking on the water. What would you think? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's porky, so, huh? Eh? All right. So, and then. Jesus says, Don't worry, it's me. And Peter, being the impulsive, full of faith guy that he is, says, Lord, if it's really you, command me to come, to like get out of the boat and walk on the water. And Jesus said, Right, come. And Peter walks on the water. And Peter kept his eyes on Jesus. And he walked on the water for as long as his eyes was on Jesus. As soon as he started to take his eyes off Jesus and looked at the waves, he started to sunk. And for me, it is very important, personally, something that the Lord has been highlighting to me recently, is there's a lot of noise in the world around us. And with that, I'm including the busyness. And the Sabbath... Keeping the Sabbath is there to, to allow us or to, um, to make sure that we keep our eyes on Jesus. We can very, very quickly start to lose focus, start to get caught up in all the work that needs to be done, start to... I don't know, I've, I've been at a place where I couldn't actually spend time with my loved ones because I'm constantly thinking of what I still need to do. And we, we need to break that. So I want to challenge you this morning is to, to get a time. So apart from your every morning quiet time or devotional, to set a time aside that is your Sabbath where you get to rest, recharge spiritually, and Glorify God. So practically, just a couple of practical things. I don't think personally <clears throat> that we need to have a certain day to keep the Sabbath. We have the Lord's Day. It's a Sunday where we get together. Scripture is is, is full of um, reasons why we shouldn't neglect the gathering of the saints um, how we should love each other, speaking of the church as the bride coming together, we need to love God, we need to love people. But but, I'm speaking here this morning about just a day that you pick out for yourself. It's a principle rather than a, stra- a constraint or a burden. And for some of us it is just impossible to have our Sabbath days on a Saturday or a Sunday or any particular day because we work on Saturdays or we we, we, we work on Sundays. Does it have to be a full day? I, I don't have a full day. So I schedule, and I'll tell you just now how I do it, but I schedule um, three days on a Tuesday morning, uh, three um, hours on a Tuesday morning. The principle, like I said numerous times already, is to rest, to recharge spiritually, and to glorify God. I want to state this very clearly. Your Sabbath day is not lying on the couch in your underpants with unbrushed teeth. It is active rest. It is a day where you physically <laughs> rest, physically rest, but mentally you fill yourself up with the Lord. So the world believes in stuff like meditation or yoga or stuff like that, where you empty your mind. And Scripture actually tells us, be still and know I am your God. So we need to actively rest. The point is to fill our minds with thoughts of God. And, and this may look different for everyone. There's not a prescribed, you need to, for an hour, sit and listen to worship music. Then you need to read your Bible for another hour. Then you need to pray for another hour. So this week, my Sabbath looked as follows. I stood up in uh, the morning, and I can't wait for them. So my Sabbath on a, on a Tuesday morning starts at 7. So I can't wait for them to leave for school. Okay. Because the, the longer they stay at home, it's less time <laughs> that I have. So then I quickly put uh, washing, because Tuesdays are also my washing days. I'm, I'm, the, I'm working from home, just in case you didn't know. Um, so, so I quickly put in the washing, and then I thought, okay, so what am I going to do today? I, I've, I'm exhausted, but I do want to f- be like built up and, and spiritually encouraged. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll, I'm going to watch a movie, and I, I watched Samson, strangely enough. And sure, the Lord—so it was like it's, like it's a long movie, like an hour and 44 minutes— and but you the Lord just spoke to me in that movie, like, told, He told me that I must grow my hair so that I can become strong. No. He, he, spoke, he spoke to me a lot in that movie. But after that movie, I was like, "Oh, now I feel, I feel great. I'm ready for work now." Um, for some of you, it, it can mean, or it may mean that you actually um, go for a drive, maybe. Spend time in, in, in God's nature. You, maybe you fast and, and pray. For the extroverts among us, this can mean actually getting together with, with friends and having a, a, a dinner together or to pray together. I know that when I pray with believers, not for a specific thing or not to go and minister to them, but when we just get together and pray, yo, man, I feel like so encouraged afterwards. It's, it's just, it builds you up. So, like I said, I have a baby and a toddler. So for me, spending time with the family is not resting. That's <laughs> hard work. So on a Sunday after this, they sleep for maybe an hour, hour and a half if we're lucky. And then it's just work again. So I, I try to get time alone. But if you do it with your family, maybe your kids are teenagers, and then do it together as a family. So in conclusion... Danelle, where's Danelle? This is where you go and call Michelle. (laughs) Okay, in conclusion, I want to just summarize a couple of things that I said. First, the thing that I want to mention is that I don't believe the Sabbath is a law that we need to follow. I think it's a principle. I think a lot of things in the Bible, the New Covenant, is a principle. It's not a, you must have your quiet time every morning. But the principle is if you do, you will grow spiritually. Um, so I think the, the, the Sabbath is the same. The principle is this if you want to experience more of what God has for you, if you want to walk more in, in your calling, take time to seek His face and to rest in Him. Paul calls this life a race. And it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And there will always be more work. There will always be someone else to minister to or to pray for. But even Jesus took time away. Went to the mountains, went to a place of solitude, and just prayed. And there were a lot of work for Jesus in, this, in those three years. But even him, he took time and just to pray and to make sure that his cup it was full. So, Jesus was God. We know Jesus was God. But he was also limited by human tiredness and, and sickness and not feeling lacquer and feeling fluish and stuff like that. Um, so, so we, we need to make sure that when we minister to people, or and I'm, when I'm speaking minister, I'm not speaking like if you up front. In your workplace, when you speak to a, a colleague um, during lunchtime or whatever, we need to make sure that we do that out of a place Where our cup is overflowing. And not of a place where we kind of just scrape the bottom for stuff. All right. Jesus said He came to this earth to give us life and life in abundance. So for some of you actually this morning, the worship team, you can you can come to the front. Ah, Michelle, just in time. Worship team, you can come to the front. You guys can also maybe stand, come to the front if you want to. I want to go as far as saying that for some of you, I actually, from the pulpit, want to command you to take time to rest. (laughs) And I want you to be controversial with the world. Where the world says... guys can stand we're going to worship now where the world says like there's so much to do and if you want to be successful and if you want to be productive you need to sleep five hours a night and you need to work hard and yes but I actually want to want to command or very strongly suggest to you guys that you take some time to rest and we're going to worship now and my prayer this morning is that if you are going, if you're in the position where you go to rest after this meeting, that this worship now will set the tone for your godful day. day. So let, let, let me pray for us, and then we'll go into worship then. Yeah. Jesus, thank you, Lord, that, first of all, I want to thank you, God, that a lot of stuff that in the Old Covenant were laws and rules. You changed them into principles. And it's always a hard thing, Father. I want to thank you, Lord, that you created this day for us where we can rest. And that we don't have to feel guilty when resting. So, Father, we also know that it's not a day of just being, Father God. But it's a it's a day where we we get to look in your face, take our eyes off the waves and look into your face and fall in love with you. Lord God, and I want to pray for this worship. Lord, I, I, I want to pray that this worship will be beautiful to you, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Father, as we worship that you would come down and touch our hearts and give us rest. I remember when I got saved, I was, I was saved out of a place where I worked extremely hard to gain approval of men I, extremely it was exhausting and i, I can remember that feeling of <sighs> when i just realized that it's not about me it's not about my friends it's not about the people that i want to impress it's all about you jesus this morning we want to we want to again claim that you are the center of it all jesus we want to, in this worship, we want to focus on you. We want to look into your face. We want to see the love in your eyes, Jesus. And I pray, Father, that as we worship to you, that you will touch our hearts.
2: Uh, so just something I, th- I thought I want to share is, um, I did share a bit of a. Wednesday at com, so if you were there, just, yeah, listen again. <laughs> um, last Friday, it was my birthday, and at about 3 o'clock in the morning, I felt the Lord wake me up, oh, I didn't feel He woke me up, He woke me up, um, and I felt the Lord say to me, I've given you life and life in abundance, happy birthday. And as I just thought about that for a while, I realized, like, actually, God's given me life to so that he may be glorified, so that he may be exalted. Um, it's not about me. It's not about my needs. Um, and then on Sunday morning, I got up early to spend some time with the Lord and it was quite cold still. And I remember making coffee, lighting the fire. I even got a blanket and I was like all cozy. And I said to the Lord, okay, Lord, you can come. And in that moment, I felt the Lord say to me like, whoa, who is the Lord here? is Are you the Lord or am I the Lord? You don't summon me like i'm god and i just yo i've got this burning thing this morning that actually god is saying he wants to bring a realignment where we've actually i think we've forgotten what the word lord means um if we go back in time like a lord was somebody that they owned you they told you what to eat they told you what to wear they told you where to go there wasn't a thing of ah oh lord i'm just quickly finishing this and then i'm going to come to you you'd have probably been killed back in those days um, so I do feel something this morning of the Lord, just saying, like, "Will You allow me to realign You so that You can You can see me for the Lord that I am?" Um, yeah. Can I do an altar call? So just in that, I want to actually ask, like, if we can just maybe all close our eyes quickly. Um, if you here this morning and you've you've never met this Lord, you've never come to a place of actually giving your life to Him so that your life can be transformed, so that the miracle of life can actually start. Um, I want to ask you if that's you this morning, won't you? Yeah, there's no pressure to come forward or anything, but won't you just grab somebody and say, you know what, I don't think I've ever accepted Him as my Lord. I don't think I've ever made Him the Lord of my life. And then just another call that I want to ask is if you yeah and you've, you've given your heart to Jesus, you, you know you saved, but just something this morning that you're realizing, like, actually, I've, I've become my own Lord. Like, I've decided on what terms I serve Him. I've decided when and how. Um, I want to ask that you'll come forward this morning, and as we, as we worship, allow God to actually just renew that, that lordship, renew that desire in you to serve Him as the Lord.
1: go back to the previous lines. Um, The perfume part. I want to pour my perfume on your feet. So I was singing this earlier and um, like really, really just like earnestly singing that I want to pour my perfume on God's feet. Our worship is the perfume that we're pouring onto God's feet, right? The same way um, the woman who poured her perfume onto Jesus' feet before he was um, before he was crucified and she dried his hair with her tears. Um, and he said, yeah, you know what I mean. Excuse me. Fancy language, people. <laughs> um, and, and Jesus said, like, we'll be speaking about this woman forever. And here we are, 2,000 odd years later, and we're still speaking about her. And that is how powerful her act of worship was. But I was singing this earlier and, and I felt God asking me, is this your best worship? Um, or is this your best smelling worship? Like, is the fragrance of my worship pleasing to God? Um, and I honestly couldn't say yes, because there was a, there was a thing that happened at home, and, and I messed up a little bit, and I had to apologize to Lindy for, for letting her down. Um, and she said it's okay but I still sit with the guilt of this is this thing that I did or this thing that I didn't do and that guilt was sitting on me and so because I'm sitting with this guilt thing like it's difficult it was, it's been difficult for me this morning to to number one, concentrate on what is happening here and number two, to worship freely because I've got this guilt thing and and Danelle came forward and she um, She gave me this word, and I'm going to read it real quick. And it said, um, Arise, O daughters and sons of mine. Arise from your slumber. I want to restore you, heal you. Don't you know who I am? I am healer. And I just felt like we may have done something, and we've got this guilt, or we may have done something in the week, and... And so we're trying to worship this morning, but it's not our best-smelling worship. It's not our best. Um, I think about Cain and Abel and how Abel gave his best and um, his best sacrifice, and the Lord was pleased with that, and he accepted his offering. But Cain didn't give his best, his brother, and and the Lord didn't accept that. Um, And God said, like, I'm not pleased with you, Cain, because you didn't give me your best. And so this morning, I want to challenge you and ask you, like, have you been giving God your best worship this morning? Have you been giving God your best worship throughout the week, throughout, throughout your life? And, and if you can't honestly answer, yes, I have, then I want you to, I'd love for you to come forward so we can pray with you. And I'd love for you to just to come before God and say, Lord, I'm sorry for this thing that I did Lord, I messed up. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please heal me. Please heal me of this guilt that I'm feeling because of what I did. And yes, we know God forgives us, but we often sit with the guilt of after, after we've done this thing. And this morning, like the Lord wants to heal you and He wants to restore you. And if you're struggling with that this morning, just come forward so we can pray with you and so that we can give God our best worship this morning. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this amazing, sweet time in worship. Thank you for your hand preach that, that challenges us to, to rest in you, Father, and to, to be wise without time, and to just enjoy you, Father, enjoy your presence, God. Um, I personally feel challenged by that, and I'm definitely going to use that this week. Um, thank you, Lord, even for the stewardship this morning. Um, where Egan also challenges us to just get more in your word, Father. And I know that many of us are feeling challenged by that and will be challenged by that this week, Lord. Um, Thank you for the sweet time in your presence, Father. And we ask, Father, that as this week ahead comes, Lord, that we'll have more such moments with you, Lord, just intimate, quiet, sweet times with you, Father, where we can just sit and enjoy being with you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I forgot about the birthdays, so I'm going to read them out real quick. Um, This past week, um, Vaughn's birthday was on the 22nd. What day was that? 22nd, yeah. Um, Taylor and Emma, they had their birthdays as well on Tuesday. And then Jaden had his birthday on Wednesday. And Charles also had his birthday on Wednesday. And then Bernard and Nadia celebrated their anniversary (laughs) yesterday. Congratulations and sanitations. Um, And then birthdays this coming week. We've got Rudy's birthday on the 31st. That's on Wednesday. We've got Angie and Lauren's birthdays on Friday. On Saturday's Angelique's, Donnie's wife, in case you didn't know who Angelique is, Angie. Um, and then Mika and Grace Swart, their birthday is also on Saturday. So if you know them, if you have their, their, their contact details, please send them a, a happy birthday. And it is um, my and Lindy's wedding anniversary on Saturday coming up as well. If you, if you want to get us a gift, Lindy just needs a medal